There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. Hi, I'm Matt. And I'm Bowen. And we want to introduce you to the new cantina menu at Taco Bell. Ooh! It's an all-new chicken menu with fresh new ingredients. Great as a lunchtime option. Taste for yourself. The slow-roasted chicken, Mm. pico de gallo, purple cabbage, and new avocado verde salsa sauce. Okay! With new menu options like cantina chicken tacos, burrito, and quesadilla, there's something for everyone. With this new cantina chicken menu, the possibilities are endless. Try the new cantina Tina Chicken Menu at Taco Bell. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with a stunning template, use it as a springboard for your design, add images, graphics, charts, and data visualizations from the massive media library. It's easy to wow any audience with Canva presentations. Canva presentations are perfect for any deck you want to design for work. Sales decks, marketing presentations, onboarding plans, you name it. Any department can nail their presentation with Canva presentations. Perfect, record, and share a talking presentation for people to watch on their own time. You'll appear in a video as a talking head on the slide, and it's the perfect solution if you can't be present in person or if time zones are tricky. Nail your next work presentation with Canva presentations at canva.com, designed for work. Ooh, Lali! We're on Facebook.com now. Like us at Las Culturistas for exclusive pics, maybe some outtakes, honey, some animated I don't think so, honeys. Who knows, honey? Maybe one of us will post a nude. But Bowen, I'm not on Facebook. What can I do? Well, bitch, sign up for it, honey. Oh, yeah, get on Facebook, you idiot. Who do you think that you're... What are you proving to anyone? I don't know. Jesus Christ. Ding dong! Today's show is brought to you by Casper.com. Receive $50 towards any mattress purchase at www.caspertrial.com forward slash lasculturistas. And by warbyparker.com. Get a free five-day home try-on at www.warbyparkertrial.com forward slash lasculturistas. Five pairs, five days, 100% free. Las Culturistas is brought to you by the Forever Dog Podcast Network. Be sure to check out more original comedy podcasts at foreverdogpodcasts.com. And if you're loving what you're hearing and you're a fan of Las Culturistas, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and leave a glowing review. Yes, God. Dive in. My grandma and your grandma were sitting by the fire. My grandma told your grandma, I'm gonna set your flag on fire. You're talking about hit now, hit now, hit now. Aiko, Aiko, Ande, Giacomo, Fino, Anani.
Jagamofina Ding dong, Las Culturistas calling. Bowen, what have we done? I don't know. Oh. We have opened the doors into the maw of the mouth of hell. The doors are open, and let me tell you, we are diving right into the depths. Into because, the depths. And the depths of not only hell, but also our memories. Our memories. And it honestly, no, we've invited an angel from on high. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, tr- this is a part of both Bowen and I's cultural history absolutely absolutely he is part of our cultural history um on an individual and a shared level yes absolutely i think together we have shared um what have we what have the three of us shared together what's a memory you have uh the three of us dressing to the nines oh my god go for to, the ball for the uh the violet ball at nyu i was literally gonna say the same exact oh thing oh my god but that was like a great memory yes and it was like a it was like out of a dashboard confessional song it was like we we got up. dressed, went to the ball. Oh, that's my beautiful. little dashboard confessional mm-hmm. impression. Mm-hmm. My Chris Caraba impression. Chris Caraba. And we we went to Bope's library and danced the night away. And it was very fun. Yeah, that was that was a good one. And we're, these are NYU memories, people. But you know what? Why why don't we include him in the conversation? Let's include him and let's list off the credits. Let's honey. list off the credits. He has been a writer on Family Guy. You heard of it? Heard of it? Heard of it? Heard of Seth? Heard of Seth? Heard of Seth? Heard of Seth? Many people haven't. Um, and he's also famously the uh, brilliant mind and uh, writer behind the 9-11 Seinfeld <laughs> spec script. That yes. truly is, I think, one A of the... A seminal piece of work. I think it's one of the best fucking things I've ever read in my life. you got to yes. go check it out if you haven't already. Please look up 9-11 Seinfeld spec script. It is... And then don't judge yourself for doing so. Oh, no. And you know what? You're going to... It's going to be... It's going to be a beautiful experience for you to read it, guys. And here he is. It is Billy, Billy Domino. Domino. It is so cool <laughs> to be here on Pod Save America. John, <laughs> so John, we should John. love it over there. This is crazy. <laughs> it is this crazy. Is, oh, my God. We should what say, have we done? We should say that our <laughs> we got into the car with Billy in the very first, well, pretty much the first thing that was said. In L.A. In L.A., Catch up. We're in LA still. So I get off the plane. So Matt gets in on Wednesday night, stays with Billy, and they spend they spend we spend the nights together. It's talking, great. It's everything you guys think. Thinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we talked about the movie Thinner. I cursed you. <laughs> thinner. <laughs> so then, thinner. cut to about twelve hours later. Uh, look I, up. Look that movie up. I am Look that movie up. Find it. Twelve hours later, I touch down in LA. Give someone a residual check. <laughs> <laughs> Who's in that? Oh, no God. one. No, no, no. Wait, there is someone in it. Uh, you, you talk, and I'll pull it up. I'll tell you what's in it. There's a man who gets thin, a man who gets a lizard, and then a man like who what gets leprosy. I think his skin falls off. I'm looking and they're all it bad up. Bad men. I'm looking it up. I feel like it does have a famous actor in the lead role. When did this? You out? fucking wish. I have no idea. What Say the joke. Is. Okay, so basically, um, I touch down, and then I ask whether or not I should meet Billy at his place or at the In and Out on Sunset and Orange. And the plan is instead to go to Sunset and Orange. So that's where I go. First place I go after the airport. But anyway, Billy picks us up, uh, picks me up. We drive away, and he points to the IHOP across the street. He goes. <laughs> That's, That's the, the IHOP, IHOP where Madonna, Madonna killed herself. <laughs> no one was shocked. We saw it coming for years. Honestly, Hollywood news. And Hollywood news. And honestly, this is just as insane. Last night, Billy came to our pop roulette show at UCB Franklin. We hung out at Birds afterward, which was a bar next door. And then Billy just screams my name. Says, Ben! 
get over here. And so I do. And, he, and all he, he pulls me close and all he says is, Blythe Danner. <laughs> if there's one person who gets it, and many do, but if there was one who got it, it would be Blythe Danner. I think Blythe Danner does get it. She gets it. But where's If she you're on Huff... You get it. <laughs> and many have tried to be on Huff. Hank Azaria, I'm sure Oliver Platt was there. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Oliver but Platt. she gets it. She gets How many people work with Terry Polo and Ben Stiller in the same movie? Not many. <laughs> Terry Polo. What's oh Terry God. Polo up to? Not getting it. Not, Not getting, getting it? it. <laughs> I guess Terry Polo's kind of lucky she had the first Meet the Parents, huh? Yes. <laughs> Then I didn't get, know how to respond because that was objectively true. Because <laughs> then you get Meet the Fockers and you get the other one, Meet the Wedding. Meet the Meet the Baby. <laughs> right? Meet the, meet the Wedding? Little, little, little Fockers. Meet the Wedding? <laughs> meet the Wedding. Matt, this is a, these are pun-based who plays, sequels. Who what plays is the Meet wedding? the Wedding? Who plays the Wedding? <laughs> who plays the Wedding? Um, <laughs> Gloria Stefan. Mm, subtly, too. Yeah, yeah, subtly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever see Music of the Heart? I didn't. I felt I didn't need to, and yeah. I stand by that 15 years later. <laughs> You know what? I will say, you know, it was a pre-9-11 world, and we weren't ready for that kind of, you know, authentic emotion yet. Had that come out in 2002, I think, bam, we would have had something. There's a moment in Music of the Heart where Meryl Streep has said goodbye to her children. They're going to go, like, stay with their father or something, and she's in her apartment, like, being really sad they're not there, and they, like, the, she, she drops off at the plane, and they're getting on the plane and everything, and the phone rings. And she looks at the phone and what she assumes is that the plane has crashed. And she gets up and it's like this moment where she's like, oh, shit. Oh, my God. Walks over to the phone and my babysitter looked at me at the time and was like, you don't think. <laughs> and I was like, I don't I don't know. And Would she, they inject drama into this? <laughs> Stakes. <laughs> and she picked up the phone and the kids were fine. But um, there was a crazy moment in the movie where they tried to make you think that like that woman's children were, were dead in a plane crash. And that oh was what God. they were trying to get. I went sure. through a series of, uh, of, of anxiety streaks uh, in my adolescence from like third grade to let's say like sixth grade at different times. And they took various sure. forms for about a year at a time. Like the first major one was that I had this dream in like the summer after third grade that I was at a restaurant uh, with my family and a gunman came in and was, <gasps> you know, going to chew up the place. Oh and God. for like a year after I became convinced every restaurant I was going to go into, it's just like, yep, it's got, you know, this, this was is premonition. Yeah. I dreamed of a restaurant once. And yep. so I would like, I couldn't go into restaurants, but I bring this up because after the next thing to happen after that was I was convinced if my parents were not, not home within 30 <gasps> seconds of that time must have been a car crash yep. and in the early days of cell phones i would be calling them frantically from the house you know they wouldn't be answering because the cell phone never worked because it was a car phone back then yeah. like uh -huh. it didn't work and i just harassed my parents for you know sweetly thinking they were dead and you know <laughs> but ultimately it was a very like selfish thing because it's not like dead for you know their for the per, their personal concern at that time, it's, it's dead because of my concern. exactly yeah, yeah, it's my yeah. reaction to it. <laughs> Honestly, I used to do something similar when I. This is like very kid logic, but every single time my parents would leave the house, like after six p.m. Mm -hmm. like to go to the store or something, or to go here. I would always have to go with them because I was convinced that if I was in the car, an accident wouldn't happen. Mm -hmm. I was like the key. Like, well, I have to go with you because if you go by yourself, like. You're, you'll die. What is that kid logic? Because I had that same thing. And I think I've talked about this before, but first month or so of moving to Colorado was freshly after Columbine mm -hmm. and after JaJamonet Ramsey. And I just assumed people in Colorado just fucking 
died. They got shot. <laughs> just like or strangled. Shot or strangled or whatever. Um and so yeah, I had a full on meltdown in the third in the fourth grade after school because my mom was late to pick me up and I was convinced that she had died. Oh yeah. yeah. One time my one time but my that's com- it sounds like it's common, but yeah, let's keep going. Well like, no, I was getting picked up from track practice and uh and my no one showed up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well this is what happens this is it that some they're all dead everyone's dead it happened it finally happened and the important thing was i saw it coming and i I walked home from school and it was not close and i just got home and my dad had literally just forgotten to get me so that was great that was great again like emphasize enough like i've met uh matt's dad on multiple occasions there is not a dad like who by looks alone appears more likely to forget to pick up a child (laughs) like you can, I don't know the situation, but whether or not this is true, the truth is, the capital T truth, is that he was in the yard, like, looking at a lawnmower, just kicking it, trying to make it work. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I should have picked you up. The man <laughs> loves to be in the yard. The man is a dad of all dads. He is. He, really he is, is a capital D dad. He really is. And yeah. Katrina's a capital M mom. Oh, oh absolutely. My God. You know what? They're and very much parents. Not that this matters, but. <laughs> capital P. Literally capital P no resemblance to your father. You or, you or your what sister. What are you saying? No, I'm not saying. <laughs> no, no, I'm uh, no, I'm asking you right now. You, what the hell are you saying? You are illegitimate <gasps> child. How dare you, the milkman? The milkman. Was it the milkman doing it to my mama? Twas. Who was doing it to my mother, Bowen? Was I got it- a delivery, and someone got a sign for it. Oh, it's, Matt, it's your dad. Oh no, my father. Oh no, this cream's the gonna go bad because who- I gotta sit down and dish. <laughs> That's not cream. Anyway, um, scene. Does this man deliver his cum? Does he not even bother to have sex with these women? Like, is this actually a sperm service? <laughs> yeah, it's milk. Quote unquote. I'm just gonna say I watched the worst porn last night. <laughs> I was. Tell on, us about it. It was just like uh, I was on Pornhub as anyone would yeah, want yeah. to no, do. I do xnxx.com that's too many letters (laughs) well also too many letters without sense they've gotten much shittier recently also xvideos.com okay i'm sure that's part isn't that part of the pornhub family no xvideos is more snippets and pornhub is like uh like you know pirated full length oh okay i'm always looking for full length stuff do, uh, it, uh, I would recommend Pornhub, absolutely, because it's just for everybody. It's, mm-hmm. There's something for everybody there. But um, go to My Vidster. My Vidster. And just search keywords with My Vidster, and then any full length will show up. Mm-hmm. So, Billy, uh, <laughs> what is your porn? It was just the most watched video. And yeah. normally I don't go by most watch or no. know what's hot. Highest rated. Exactly. Thank you so much, because yes. the community knows. <laughs> yeah. The community <laughs> knows what's going to work. If the community has responded, you know yeah. that some they were all coming can i just say this has been a rough year for the community and the community <laughs> as a whole needs to come together and give a clear thumbs up or thumbs down to your porn <laughs> let us know because we need that 85 percent or above honey oh my god wait so describe the porn okay it just said in the title it was like mom asked son to impregnate <laughs> on no. and i'm just like okay i'm gonna click on this because this is stupid but like i just you know i assume maybe this is just a mom short ask son <laughs> <laughs> to impregnate ah, off. And like so and I'm I'm figuring I'm like, well it can't just be that. This is obviously shorthand for I'm your stepmom and this is my sister by Mary. 
marriage. Uh. You know, always <laughs> have. But no, it was straight up. I'm your mom. This is your biological aunt, and she needs a baby in her. And then it uh. happened. It was POV. It was pretty POV. bad. And it was just, so, and it was like just so on the nose, like the most ham-fisted dialogue. What was getting people off was in not in any way what was happening on the screen. It was entirely the dialogue. This is people <laughs> who need to know. I am your mom. I am asking you to have sex with your aunt. So that, so that, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> aunt so is my That's geared at the incest demo. Which apparently is now at the Huge. top of Pornhub. Oh. Let me tell you, especially with gay porn too, it's like, oh no. Gay ju- porn? What is this? <laughs> it's like, there was, there's like a whole channel that should might as well be called, oh no, it's just me and daddy at home. Like mom left for, for two months for work. It's just me and daddy at home and we fucking... <laughs> I also love I'm a Married Man. I love any, like, first person title franchise. If the title of the porn says the whole arc. Oh my God. I love it. Like I'm a married man. It's like every single video is deaf. It's like a straight guy being like, oh shit, man. I'd love to just itch my balls. You know, like I'd love to touch my own fucking balls and get, get really, uh, you know, horny on myself. And then the gay guy touches him and goes, whoa, uh, I'm sorry. You uh, ain't me. Uh, you a different being. <laughs> I don't know about this. Um, I, my, I have a wife. And, I got milk to deliver. And the gay guy's always like, well, she's not here. <laughs> And then he's like, I guess you're right. And then um, back. And I that go- was something I really love. And I love my porn to be very emotional. Sure. I will I all constantly think back to an impression of gay porn you did in just a phrase once. You're like, you want to know what all gay porn is like? Here's what's like Uncle Philip. <laughs> Uncle Philip. That was also the same thing. You were just crapping. Dead in the eyes, porn stars. You're like, no, I don't like Philip. Young guys who are fresh on the scene and excited. I think guys have been there for too long. (laughs) Just dead inside that. And just, I can only describe it as like eyes glazed and crossed. Yes. Like, like, Uh. wait, there's a one really guy, really good guy that's actually still into it after many years. Who who is this? Well, have you ever watched uh, Dominic Pacifico? No, I have no idea who this is. I'm usually pretty up on my gay porn Um, And of course there's, well, there's um oh Colby Keller, yeah I I do love me some Does Colby he, Keller. Ah, uh, he followed me on Twitter and then after his his whole election bullshit, I unfollowed him. Really? Oh yeah, he's a yeah. full. Crazy I just person. think uh <laughs> you know Trump can do some things. You know we're gonna be fine. Yeah. There you go. That's just and imagine that pers- person inside of like a, a like a scruffy bear body, like a scruffy muscle bear body. Yeah, and then someone inside of him throwing <laughs> out one more thing, and then we're gonna find out Bowen's porn fantasy. I just want to say the hottest porn star that's working. Is named Carter Dane. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, he is the truth. Okay. Now go, Mo. My my favorite porn fantasy. My favorite porn fantasy. Walk us through. Um. Oh gosh. Like, what's your type? This is. Do you know? Do you know Tyler Saint? I have seen Tyler. He Saint. is like the gay porn masseur. Masseur. Yeah. Okay. And he will just give you a massage and then casually slip in <gasps> like a toy in your ass. Right. Yeah. 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 I've seen him. And, but, and they'll be like, "What are you doing?" But the di- you know what gets people off is kind of the same thing as Billy's uh, aunt impregnation <laughs> video. The video I made. Yeah. The video with my made. real life mother and real life <laughs> aunt. Billy's Sue and Linda got Stop in on it. it. No, Billy's no, aunt no, impregnation no, video is no, the title of this episode. No. 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 <laughs> no. It was 
I don't know. Okay, listen, I understand your personal objections, but we talked with the people in corporate, and like they've done the, the analytics on it. It will play well. You'll it's, get a bump. It's testing well. I'm sorry, but do you want to well. get to 500 ratings Absolutely, on iTunes? Yes. Then title. Okay. All right. Billy's. What is it? Billy's and video. video. Copyright. Copyright. Tyler said, "Well, like." chat with these with his clients which uh-huh. is just the same partners and they're like yeah so where's it hurting oh you you, you pulled you pulled oh, the asshole you pulled the asshole okay <laughs> and then he just fucking just gives it to him yeah um i will say can the three of us quote from memory the dialogue not the dialogue but the the words from cake farts oh yes i can oh, okay i have so much less experience with cake farts but please wait okay cake farts is like here we go you know what I, I like, like the, the most? Cake, cake farts. farts. Let's get, get this, this done. done. <laughs> hmm. How, How do I, 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 I want to do this? this? I know. <laughs> and then, then she, she guys, sits. spoiler alert, she sits on a cake and she fucking farts on it. I've only seen it once or twice. Again but... and again and again. <laughs> and it's... It's fantastic. exactly as good as you think. It's fantastic. Well, what makes it as good, and tell me if my memory is wrong, but actually don't because I want to remember it this way. We're not talking like a fancy layer cake. Nope. You know? <laughs> We're not even talking like a circular Carvel cake. It is like a rectangular homemade pancake. Like, and like the, with, with just brown icing. With brown icing. And brown, just brown. the most ridiculous. I mean, maybe that is a great move by the person who was in charge of art that day, like just for masking sake. In charge but, of art. Yeah. Listen, the, the, did you not? You weren't here for the condom bill in the last election. <laughs> a lot of people work in porn from the ground up. You're right. It and we thank right, them. Right, it's not right. just your Tyler Truce and your Charlie St. Clouds. <laughs> it's, it's a lot of people who are doing good, honest work. If Charlie St. Cloud had been a porn, oh I bet God, I bet Zac yeah. Efron would have won an Oscar for yeah. that. If that is not already someone's <clears throat> porn name, like the gay <laughs> porn community has let me down. And me personally. <laughs> Go on, I'm Bowen. Coming for him. Talk more about your exact porn. Oh, that's it. It's just to be in be in a scene with Mr. Saint. See, I like the porns that are like I'm I just want you to know that I really care about you. <laughs> Emotional porn. Emotional porn where two people really connect and they look each other in the eyes, which definitely means those porn stars are fully crazy. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, like I love to see crazy people. Yeah, fucking. like they could commit to a trash bag right yeah. now. <laughs> like the way like you like me at home is truly buying into the fantasy yeah you at home like hunched over in bed making sure your headphones are on tight and i'm crying yeah and i'm crying unrelated but yeah. you are crying it's unrelated. been a long day and it's like 11 35 and normally that's not too late but like you said i'm gonna start going to bed earlier and like this is how you have to get to bed because your life yeah. is that bad now yeah 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 it's yes. like that it's like that it's like that it's like that billy we're gonna ask you the question we ask all of our this guests. is a perfect segue perfect segue <laughs> What was the culture that you grew up with that made you say, culture is for me? What made you want to step in a cultural direction? I mean, I think it's a little bit cliche having listened to many episodes now, but it's like everyone else, the first Gulf War. Uh, (laughs) I mean, we all saw that video of the bomb going down a chimney and we said, what can I do? (laughs) You, fuck you. The first Gulf War. And I and you know we saw so many men come back from that, and we don't know why they're sick. And to this day, all my all of my art, and it is art with a capital A, uh, is designed to answer that question of what could we have done. You know what? Yeah, beautiful. That reads. That reads. I remember when I was a young kid within the first Gulf War. Mm. Yes. 
And that's the end of that thought. <laughs> and that's the end. That's the end of that because thought. we know the rest. We know the rest. <laughs> I, never, I haven't been the same. It's branded into our cultural knowledge. Do you know? I never really understood what the first Gulf War was until Lost. Oh, I'm and sorry. Sa- and, and Saeed, <laughs> Saeed was revealed to be in the Gulf War. Was he the guy? And who he had, was on like, the other side. He was taken before there was taken. Like he had skills that we found out about. Uh, Republican Guard. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Now I know who you're talking about. They, they were Charlie was, was asking him on the beach, like, oh well, uh, something, something, something. He was fixing something, and he's like, oh, how did you know that? He's like, I was in the military. He's like, oh yeah. Which war did you fight? And he's like, oh, the Gulf War. And he goes, oh, where were you? Marines, military? And he goes. Republican Guard. Mm. And it's like that moment, it's like, <sighs> oh my God. Um, What mm. nationality was Saeed? Do we know? Uh, Iraqi. Ira- oh, he was, yeah, okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, what would you expect? I don't know. Mm. I also, I'm not fully up to speed on the Gulf War either. Well, let's talk about it <laughs> because it's important we bring it back. I mean, if, because uh, it's your cultural expertise. Uh, go ahead. I mean, like S- Saddam went to Kuwait, yeah. and we yeah. couldn't have that. And we right. just had to say, you know what? You know, what? we're going to push you back. We're going to free the people of Kuwait, and then we send some bombs, and we send some tanks, and then we said, okay, we're doing it. We push you back to Baghdad. Now, Iraqis, take care of the rest of it. Bye. So, what are you saying? What are you I'm say? saying. What are you saying? I'm saying it's complicated, <laughs> and we may never know. <laughs> we may never, never know. know. Um. <laughs> Listen, I think that I, that reads. I, I re- yeah. truly think that I know the piece of culture that made Billy and I as close as we are. What was it? And it well, is, okay. It is precious based, based on, on the, the novel, novel pushed by, by Sapphire. Sapphire. One of the greatest tweets of all time. Before I was even on Twitter, Matt showed this to me and it cemented our friendship around this movie. Seth Meyers once <laughs> had a tweet that was just like, guys, does anyone know what the movie Precious is based off of? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good tweet. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Hey, everybody. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs Classic Clogs and Sandals have both covered. And when we're talking about style, we mean personal style. There's just so many colors and so many gibbets charms. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood and to match your personality and to fit the occasion. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now let's talk about comfort. You know, it doesn't get better than the Crocs clogs and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. 
Hey, Los Culturistas listeners, we're here to tell you that there's no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy takes the stress out of gifting, so you can find the perfect item for anyone and any occasion. It's easy. Just tap or click Gift Mode on your Etsy app or Etsy.com, then answer a few short questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you curated gift ideas based on hundreds of personas. There's a lot of pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas for the birthdays of loved ones in my life. And sometimes I do get super stressed trying to find that perfect thing. Me too. But now with Gift Mode on Etsy, I can search hundreds of gifting personas and find so many incredible items. And I actually just found a custom chalk bag for the adventurer in my life who's into rock climbing. Not me. Now it's simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So... Whether you need a housewarming gift for the new homeowner in your life or a birthday present for the pickleballer in your life, Gift Mode has you covered. I'm not the pickleballer. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Yeah, but I think did we see it twice? We saw uh, uh, we've each individually saw it twice in yeah, theaters. Yeah, yeah. We saw it the second time, both of Together. us in theaters. Yeah. Yeah. You saw it the first time with Jenny Jaffe in a theater. Oh my god, yes. And I feel in a theater like in Harlem. In Harlem. And then I think Jenny was telling me. That like when she gets pushed down the stairs, like the theater was there to laugh. The audience was there to laugh. And then when when pressures got pushed down the stairs, everyone started clapping and and laughing and just getting up out of their seats and having the time of their life. It was, I think, <laughs> different for everyone. Um, we all have our own view of what happened that day. But I'll never forget, like, I genuinely thought Precious was amazing. And then we came into school. And we got into a not you and I. We were we've always been on the same side about pro precious. precious. Pro it precious. is one of the greatest melodramas ever made. It's great. Um, but we had a friend in our class with us that was like, "It is not good." And I was like, "How could you say it's not good?" Who said that? Louther. Alice to name names. Roth. Oh. <gasps> Listener of the pod. Alice Roth. Alice, you said Precious wasn't good, and you were like, they, and, and honestly, looking back, this was a good justification. She goes, they named the baby Mongo. <laughs> Yeah. Wow, yeah. I mean, that's fair. Listen, Precious has never been, um, or the novel pushed by Sapphire, <laughs> they have never been uh, elevated uh, for the sake of their subtlety. Yeah. Uh, it's to tell a hard and an aggressive story <laughs> that you may or may not be ready for. And it go whenever the choice is, okay, should this be, you know, a one or a 10, Precious says, we need a new number. We need a larger yeah. number. Yep. Like, yep. Yeah. It's, it's truly, <laughs> it's. 
honestly, it, and I actually talked about this in my screenwriting class. Paul Selig, who this is now the second time I'm mm-hmm. referencing him. Who'd you the bring pod, him up with before? John Early. Oh, beautiful. This he a, he knows Paul Selig. No, he doesn't know Paul okay. Selig. But we were talking. We somehow got into the topic of of of. He somehow came up. Maybe it was a movie we were discussing in in class and that I, I saw mentioned John by- early in a diner last week because I'm popular. Go on. It was very popular. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a celebrity sighting. It was an accident, but you know, go on. Of course, of course. Um, uh, so basically Paul Selig, who is a medium uh-huh. and also a teacher. Yeah. And he said, um, you know, you could win an Oscar. People were arguing whether or not the writer of precious deserved to win an Oscar for it. Okay. And he did win an Oscar for it. And he was like, you could win the Oscar for best adapted screenplay for the scene with Monique. Precious and Mariah at the end yes, of the movie alone. Yes. Fantastic scene. So I I mean, I agree with that. Um, it also features um the best on screen performance ever by Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. Oh my god. Uh, Saw the movie Barfly last night. Piece, piece of shit. shit. I'm sorry. Something's wrong, wrong with you, Precious. <laughs> we can this quote Precious, this movie. Precious is saying, I'm sorry, because Sarah Shepard didn't like Not the movie like the Barfly. Bar this is after she shows up and be having been pushed down the stairs, covered in her own blood and carrying a bloody baby by her mother, and her mother tried to throw a TV from 10 stories up down <laughs> yeah, on her. True. She's apologizing because the movie was bad. Something wrong with that you, That was insane, yeah. She really tried to kill her daughter. That's yeah, that nice. happened. And then she comes back later and she wants to reconnect. Can wow. we just, in you. case... You too. In case the, the porn tell doesn't work out, this episode can also be called who, 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 who's, who's gonna, gonna love, love me? me? Since you got your degree. <laughs> and you know every fucking thing. thing. I love that movie. Also, <laughs> Mariah. Bowen, don't laugh. You're sick. <laughs> this is drama. <laughs> Mariah. Sorry. Now you've been calling this office, office trying to get reconnected with your daughter. That's all I really have. <laughs> Mariah yeah. was, Can we talk about the abuse? Can we talk about the abuse? No, no, Precious, no, never, no drugs in my house. Precious knows I wouldn't accept that. You know what I'm talking you about. You know what I'm talking Specific about. Specific acts of physical and sexual abuse. Honestly, did Mariah... Here's the discussion. Yes. Did Mariah deserve the Academy Award na- nomination that she did not receive? Wow. I Th- mean... This will be the last question I uh, I ever ask. ask in my life. You have your bag packed and a cape on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm taking my bag and... The there bag- is a gypsy cab outside. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm just taking the bag and jumping off the seal. I'm jumping yeah. off the roof. Yeah, <laughs> yes, It's going to yes. weigh me down. You're jumping onto the gypsy cab, which is why you didn't order an Uber. That car would be made of aluminum and light enough. You need an 88 Skylark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the fall onto the roof will kill me. Yeah. yeah. This, is the, this is the elaborate <laughs> the plan. The fall onto the Talk talk about the fact that Mariah did not receive an Academy Award nomination for talking like this and having a mustache and precious based on the novel pushed by Sapphire. I'm gonna go get a soda. You want a soda? You want a soda? Yeah. Soda's soda's fine. Mm, yeah okay I forget what she says what does she say we haven't watched in seven years because we started to feel guilty you need someone to write your checks sweetie oh yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. oh my god what is it oh yeah just watch it again just watch it but did she receive? Yeah. Did she deserve an Academy Award nomination? She yes. did not get one, but should she have gotten yes. one? Well, she this, uh, this, this this question can't be answered in a vacuum because there are only so many nominations that can go out. Who else was nominated? I'm that gonna year? bring I that see the phone. I I'm happy that you said that, Billy. And you know, we did this last week as well with John, and that was about The Blind Side, which was the same year. Same year. Oh yes, as it was. Precious. 
Okay, that was the first year of the ten nominees. Well, Mon- too. Well, Monique, so bad. Monique obviously won that year. Yes, she did. All that mattered that year was like uh, was that Monique won and that uh, Christoph Waltz won yes. for uh, *Inglourious Basterds*. Oh, Bowen oh. does a great Christoph Waltz. Do your Christoph Waltz. No, I don't. You just there is oh my a, god. No, there you is can't just me on the spot. There is just one line that you said. Oh yeah, yeah. All, yeah. all that year at NYU at any party, if you were ever drunk, you would scream. This is it. It's lovely. <laughs> Beautiful. What he was amazing. That? Continue to talk while I bring this up. Oh my God, this is so difficult. I'm so, I'm so I mean, so now, I, now I'm realizing like how this, all the conversation flows centrally through Matt, even it, though we're in a triangle. Yeah, I mean, I touched I, it with Mike with my chin. He's, this leg of the triangle is the most I'm important. searching Oscar nominations. Precious. 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 Here we go. All right, here we go. Okay, okay, okay. Academy Awards. Um, oh, now, um, you're, um, now you're on the page of the Academy Awards. Motherfucker. Okay, hold on. Such language. No, we're, we're. I want there to be dead air. You know what? We'll cut this out. We'll cut this out in post. All of this is gone in post. Do the alert to the postman. This is cut out. Postman, cut the thing it is, out. Leave it out. The thing we don't is, need this. This is filler. There's been so many nominees. All right, here we go. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Now, the... Oh, my God. Oh, Fucking man. Wikipedia this is garbage. Just to put it in the queue, I'm going to give you a, seri- uh, a serious answer. Brett, to the I got question. it. Stop stop uh, it, Brett. This is not a safe space anymore. <laughs> this has been broken. Okay, here were the nominees. There's anger. There's enter- no we should be able to talk about Precious with levity and joy. <laughs> here are the nominees <laughs> for... That year, Monique and Precious, she won. Penelope Cruz in nine. Oh, oh I remember that. Vera Formiga in Up in the Air. Maggie Gyllenhaal in Crazy Heart. And Anna Kendrick in Up in the Air. I have documented feelings about... Anna. About Anna Kendrick. I, Penelope... I actually didn't get her at all in Up in the Air. Can I talk for a second about yeah. my dreams for the future? I just... Since 2008, I have gone to bed every night dreaming of the day... <laughs> When each of my children will be introduced to Crazy Heart for the first time. <laughs> it's a movie that binds us as a nation, as a people, as humanity. Were Neanderthals still around, it would bind human homo sapiens to the Neanderthals and create a world of peace. We all remember that movie. We all remember the songs. We all remember <laughs> thinking, he no looks old for the he crazy heart. Whatever. I think for the weary kind, that was it. Mm. It was a good song, actually. Okay, out of those five, if you were to take out one and gotcha, put in Mariah. I mean, I feel like Vera Farmiga. It was not really a performance in that movie as well as it was like a good script. I never saw Up in the Air. Still oh. haven't. But Bowen spoiled I it all spoiled for it. for a room full of like five hundred people during <gasps> improv show. I remember you were personally like shocked yeah. by that moment. Do you Matt? This, I Matt? couldn't believe when you said that Vera Farmiga's character was married in that movie. Sorry, it was a scene where two people, our friends, I believe Mike Spence and Haley Hepworth, probably were mm-hmm. sitting on an airplane having a conversation. Brought up that one of them was watching Up in the air on their you know seat back screen and my response as a flight attendant was just to say she's married she's married <laughs> she's married at which point they explode why would you say that honestly i, I apologize to everyone who has to edit this never listen i've peaked 10 separate times already and will continue to <laughs> um listen 
The thing about that is Bowen actually has a documented history of spoiling things. Mm. Of course, we all remember when he spoiled Katya's elimination. Have we talked about Katya Gate? I hate to put the gate suffix on anything, but that truly that was an iconic moment of filth. A filth. It was true <laughs> filth, and it's a true sensationalism. It. Bowen Yang is, of course, it. the face of sensationalist. Katya, no! Facebook post. <laughs> Bowen, what have you done? <laughs> well, we haven't watched it yet. We're on the web. It could have meant anything. It could have meant I was excited no, for her. Here's no. the Thing. It it's didn't. the Super Bowl of drag. It's the Super Bowl of gay life. And you have to watch it live and expect that people will talk about that it That is live. the most classist bullshit I've ever heard. You're Shut calling people out for not owning a sling box at a parent's house on the East uh, Coast. Honey, I, then go, I'm calling people out for not going out to their local gay bars and supporting gay culture and gay nightlife. That is what I am calling, and I will. I am. I will stand by this forever. It is the hill I will die on. I promise you. Bowen does not respect the East Coast West Coast time divide for programming. Bowen, do you want advertisers to get their money's worth, or do you want people to be trying to watch Drag Race at six thirty? No gay wants to buy a Subaru Forester at that time, honey. Wow. Wow. I am so happy that Billy is here to make you understand the full extent of how badly no. you should feel. No. You should feel bad, and I will never, ever. Drop it. When you ruined Katya's elimination you? for me, that Matt, was take a off moment. Your, stop reaching for your bag. Take off your cape. Please don't <laughs> go to the roof right now. I'm going. I'm going to jump onto that car. Yeah, you've forgiven me for this. I've forgiven you, but I will say this. I was genuinely pissed. Sorry. And a lot of people were. And that was when I, when I think you revealed to all of the social media networks that you were a sensationalist. <laughs> it was a... <laughs> You are proud. It was a like my roommate Armand, who uh, watches he, Drag Race. He watches, loves Drag Race. He and his girlfriend uh, Kayla. It's appointment viewing for them yes. after a long day of you know struggling in L.A. Yes. They come home to that. They have that, and they know that RuPaul is going to be you know mother, father, God to them all at the same time, and they burst forth from their from their room that night because it had been ruined room, yeah. and they were like i mean yeah it's funny that he's getting dragged but i'm pissed at bowen wow because at that point it had been the top five and they're like katia like i think was the very favorite. very much the favorite of the fan favorite and it was shock it would be shocking to just hear that katia was eliminated and guess what a lot of people just heard yeah we just heard it in a vacuum unannounced without any fanfare on bowen yang's wall it's well, very easy to get the tea on rupaul's drag race too about what happens like i it's very easy if you want it, it can be found but most don't want it i just don't want it from my greatest friend wow i don't i mean does that title I even truly... apply Anymore? What? But when will it stop for you? Excuse what, me. When, when will you stop? Yeah. What are when you talking about? The madness is what we're talking about. The selfishness, the narcissism, this the is... idea that you matter so much in oh a universe gosh. so big that we are mere specks. This is the role I have settled into. It is not the role. It is the, it is the cadence with which I speak. And that is, I only say something if I'm sure I want to say it. And if I'm sure that it needs to be said in the world. And honey, I will tell you better believe that in that moment, I was shocked that Katya was eliminated. And I didn't know where to channel that And you had to speak. And I had to speak. And I, there was no other place for me to put it except on Facebook. And the words you needed to speak were, Katya, no! no! I have to say, during, as Bowen monologue just now, I'm... <laughs> 
peeked over at the computer and I saw my lines relative to everyone else. And I am ashamed. I am so sorry. He I have is... very little vocal control. I don't do well from the diaphragm. But the thing is, Billy, Billy. the thing about you is... We love we love that you have no vocal control. No, thank you. In fact, we, Billy and I were in Hammercats together. Oh my god! Yeah, and very frequently. So with the way Hammercats worked in college was all month long for three weeks. We'd be writing, 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 mm-hmm. writing, and then there'd be a week of the show at the end of the month. And every night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, usually the show should be on Saturday. We would rehearse every night. Honestly, maybe not the wisest model but sure, dedicated sure. but super dedicated and they produced good good work but this is before you learn like what marking and rehearsal even is yeah. and this is Billy, before you learn how you don't need to constantly prove to everyone else yes, your identity yes. and your identity doesn't have to be the loud one wow. honestly though we i identify with you with this because we both write we well, back in the day we both wrote high emotional High emotion sketches. I'd say one out of three sketches I wrote required a sugar bottle to be broken yeah, over yeah, some yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I also loved to scream and shout and holler. Yeah. Billy sometimes would be losing that old voice by Thursday oh. afternoon. Oh, yeah. And we'd already, and like from day one, David Sidorov, who's been mentioned on this podcast before, like he would like be telling me, hey, uh, you can mark your voice, you mm-hmm. know, like it, it's totally fine. No, I'm fine. I, I can do this. I no, can power, I can through. power through. That was the most aggro I'll ever be in my life telling people. People wow. know I'm cool to scream all week. Meanwhile, I am pounding Mucinex because I hear that's what <laughs> opera singers take before <laughs> a big show or something. What is... Oh, my God. So, Billy, living with Billy... Yeah, you guys were roommates for many years. We were roommates for many years. Living with Billy and just watching from afar with fascination at the, the things he would put in or on his body was just really was one of the first people <laughs> to, Descri- wait elaborate so th- sorry this conversation you guys had about just like computer Billy, elaborate oh, elaborate <laughs> about about billy exerting himself. <laughs> i'm just uh, this is a fascinating conversation that I, I i really want to have billy was one of the first people who uh showed me that baking soda was a thing you could put on your body when you oh, showered yes what or, or wait but like billy like what bake what can't baking soda be used what for? can't baking soda be used for but did you ever do did you ever do something with vinegar? At yes, home? I did. You didn't know me as much during that time, yes. but like that's mostly been an LA thing when I didn't wash my hair for a year and a <laughs> half to mixed results. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, but you went that long. I was using occasional baking soda and vinegar, which does like when you use it in the day, like your hair is equally clean as any shampoo, but yes. you should still wash it. But it as I start, as I start itching the back of my head, yeah, <laughs> your filth. Um, we we've been, I have lice. Bone and I have been talking. This whole time you look yeah. bad um but no like i probably introduced you using like a baking soda face mask like yes for the sake of exfoliation nothing gets those you know blackheads and sebaceous filaments like quite like baking soda wow. i highly recommend it does baking soda sponsor this podcast baking casper soda. baking soda casper, casper baking, baking soda. soda casper baking soda promo code face <laughs> come from um wait speaking of showers billy yeah billy can we can we tell everybody what the the, the cardinal sin you committed in our shower i mean i did shower. so many you poop and dare <laughs> 
Do you poop in there? Yep. I've done a lot of bad things in showers I've shared with Bowen. I've used them for too long. I've one day when he came home, he came home to find me screaming teenage creed way off. a hey, totally. Like, uh, and, you know, and at one point that came up, you know, as a joke later in the year, I wasn't sure he had heard it, but it, but it was it was absolutely heard by Bowen. But the number one thing is, okay, so Danger Box, the, the improv group Bowen and I were in at NYU, um, um, every uh, beginning of the year, once we get the new people in, we'll do a secrets night. And, yes. you know, we get drunk, we get high, and we bond by sharing stupid secrets. Yes. And one senior year, Bone and I were living with David Sidorov in beautiful Stuyvesant Town. Beautiful. 14 and A. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Absolutely. We'll talk about what we'll talk absolutely about, oh means in a God. moment. <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> We will, oh, yeah. uh, we, uh, I like after many secrets are already shared and many had already been heard by people in previous yes. years. They're mainly for the new people. Oh, wow. I, you know, like, all right, Bowen, I have a secret for you and everyone else. Last week I shit in the shower <laughs> and I screamed. He screamed. What? What? Yeah. And he had to stand up. He couldn't be near me. I just, listen, sometimes a fart is a shart is a shit. And <laughs> we've all been there. And if you haven't been, been there, there you you need to go there. Listen, shit everyone, the if you are sitting at home and you haven't pooped your pants in, in the your shower, life, it's time oh, to I poop. I shit my pants in a Whole Foods two days, like three days ago on Easter. No, Billy. Just a little bit, but, uh, they, but, it, but it did cross the line. Have you, ever, have you ever pooped in the car when uh, you're driving? Have I ever put no thankful? Oh. I mean, not since oh. I'm sure I did as like a four year old. When like, I was in high school, I was driving home from from I think track practice and from I, cross country. I, I pooped in that car. Yeah, a uh, little known fact that's never been mentioned here: Matt Rogers went to NYU on a cross country partial scholarship. Has it never been mentioned? Yeah, that's true. Mentioned. I guess we can reveal that. They should rescind that money from me because I went. Well, actually, no, I did get to go to NYU on an academic quote unquote scholarship because D3, they couldn't D3. call D3. it an athletic scholarship because it was a D three school. Um, I'm yep, about yep, due yep, for yep. another. Sh- I'm about due for another pants shitting moment. Yeah, it's I mean been they, a while. they happen. I mean that was actually one of the first times that Matt and I got to truly bond is in colloquium class mm-hmm. in dramatic writing. We have to every three weeks. Um, uh, you have to produce a new short scene. They end up often being sketches for the people who remember. Like, oh yeah, you wrote blood. a you wrote a shitting. I scene. wrote it was like it was a dramatic. Mo- I was a dramatic storytelling with actors with bodies. Yeah, um, <laughs> that groundbreaking. Was- theater absolutely i mean yeah it really was everything that julie tamar could hope for in a five dollar budget um <laughs> but um i was uh i wrote a story about the time i shit my pants in an eddie bauer outlet when i was in eighth grade and the process of how it built up and how a rate the radio playing in the bathroom and once i finally got there was what caused me to shit my pants as i was unbuckling my belt uh, and, and i, the I uh, was lucky enough to embody that truth you were wow. embodying the truth of my body that's actually is how well, I remember I I, tr- I did an internal transfer into Tisch from NYU, and Billy transferred from U Chicago. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, so God. so we were both sophomores technically, in the eyes of the program in mm-hmm, NYU Tisch, mm-hmm. and so we meet each other, and we're in the same film class, and Billy says to me, "We are, I'm just trying to get to to know." anybody probably same for you this is first day we're talking first day we ever met okay and billy says to me yeah um i did a lot of um improv and comedy in chicago so i'm definitely going to be continuing that here with danger box and hammer cats and i was like oh well i'm gonna audition for hammer cats too and i think you looked at me and i looked at you and we both thought there is absolutely no way that person is funny 
at oh. I can't tell you like the initial it wasn't even loathing because it wasn't that active it was the dismissal of each of us yeah. on that first day when we were in that film group together going out and essentially filming stock footage of like street sides yeah yeah it was horrible <laughs> yeah. it was so stupid Did, I'm, we should go and do a Getty image search to make sure our stuff hasn't been put up there as part of NYU's money making schemes but he literally he, he just like was so like confident that he was gonna do I it was and I was such like, an ass I was like well I no. think it's probably was born out of being nervous and like anxious I certainly was and I was like yeah. oh yeah I'm an audition too hmm we'll see and then I walked into class the next day the other class we were in together because they put us in a lot of classes together in the very beginning and um they knew something they no knew one else something did something would be connected um but anyway so I walk in. and I shared eyes just now. I don't know what that was. I walked. They went up the ventilation shaft as much as possible. They're going up the ventilation shaft. No, no, no. Not here. Don't blame me. Blame George Lucas. He wrote it. Oh my God. He wrote that. <laughs> Sorry, I'm LaCroix choking right now. LaCroix. Dodd for podcast. Uh, he's literally regurgitating oh my God. LaCroix. Are you okay? Don't come for me. Viceroy. Viceroy. <laughs> Don't come for me <laughs> about Star Wars Episodes 1. Dioxin gas. <laughs> D- and just, I have two words for you. The Gungans. The Gungans. Oh, no, two words for you. The fucking, what, what, were, the, what were the green people? The green Asian people. They were the Trade, the trade Federation. Federation. Oh, my God. Yeah, so way to, take, way to just take all your loathing of Asians and Jews and put them into one nice lizard people. <laughs> Bannon oh must Bannon must have been a producer Bannon on that. The Gungans was. were the absolute worst black stereotype too. I mean, one hundred percent, and not even black. It was like Caribbean stereotype. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Where all of a sudden you he did one good thing, and then Jar Jar Binks like had to be his slave. Yeah. Oh my god. Ugh. Oh my. Oh my god. I totally forgot about oh, that. Yeah. It's not just like, and it wasn't even a thing of like, okay, I helped you, now you help me. <laughs> Jar Jar offers. He's like, his I'm your wife. slave. He's begging to. Be made submissive. He's like, you did something good for me. I'm your slave now. Oh my god! <laughs> Just like what, like, oh, stupid cartoon logic. Well, Ugh. I mean, you have to remember, 2001. It was a different time. 1999. 1999. Oh yeah, right. How dare you? Oh wow, yeah, you're right. I'm so I, sorry. I'm ashamed. I'll never forget. Like, I was so excited. I had, was. Same. It was one of the few times that I went Very to movies like with friends, and I bought you know, t- and we got tickets in advance. Like, I think the first time I ever ordered movie tickets online, uh-huh. I was very big into the internet age then, and all the possibilities yes. that were on the tips of our fingers, and mm. we could just taste it. But um, <laughs> I went out and bought two lightsabers uh, that day at Toys R Us. I was making my dad fight with me at the yard, and I wanted to bring them to the movies, and my mom said no. And oh, uh, yeah, so exciting when that came out. Uh, that was the first Star Wars I had ever seen. But then, as as kids, did it register? that it was a bad movie absolutely not absolutely not my dad walked out like saying like oh my god that's terrible i'm like what doesn't he get about this i mean that was it as a child it's amazing the pod race just like anakin at all the video game the pod racing video game was like oh yeah it started the whole Mm -hmm. podcast (laughs) (laughs) it's you know what (laughs) star wars podcast rate a Star Wars podcast race is a bad sketch we need to write. This is after the race with (laughs) Sabulba. Nobody beats us at Bulba. 
Oh yeah, because it wasn't enough to That's have conversation. Your, <laughs> there wasn't enough to and have your Chilean hybrid in the in the it's Trade Federation. You actually had to go Boba. full Shylock with uh, Watu, the junkyard owner. Oh my god, I don't even want to know. We we've talked too much about Ep One. Wait, wait, wait. What was I just saying before that? Um, your uh, your, uh the uh, school. <laughs> And then I the content <laughs> I walked in I walked into the glass Billy and I shared together And I think Sono Patel oh my God. Was like how was your weekend And I was like really good actually I auditioned for The sketch good. comedy group and I got on And Billy goes so did I And I was like I knew they had chosen Four people out of like the 150 That had auditioned and I was like looked at him and I was like What <laughs> And he both- was like what I will say though we had that moment and then we immediately thought all okay. right I'll trust the process yeah. I was just gonna ask when did the chill well, it, well by the end of that class I wow. think I well for me it was when I guess you we had a mutual acceptance of each other or like well because I I'll never forget this because it was also when I met Sudi but they the program had us write um monologues and we all had to deliver the monologues because we were going to be casting each other in the scenes mm-hmm. that we had written mm-hmm. and so I mean, no shade to anyone that might be listening to this from from that time where we all are on the same class, but it was so bad. I mean, there weren't actors doing it, and no one was a good writer at that time. And Billy was so funny. Of course. Like, he was so funny. And I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I got, I get it. Yeah. You, me, and Sudi all had really good pieces. You did just a straight-up monologue about a time a guy peed on you at an OAR concert. That Well, that it was part of it. Mm-hmm. It was... I went through my iTunes <gasps> playlist and put it on shuffle. And every time I got to a, a, a song, I would write what that reminded me of. And it, one of them mm. was, it was an OAR song. And I ran in, I was in an OAR concert in high school. And I ran in very fast because I was excited that my friend Lorianne was going to go pee in the boys room. <laughs> and I, I was fo- so fucked up. But I slipped on a puddle of piss, landed on my back in the piss. And a guy turned around that was at, in the <laughs> urinal with his dick out, still peeing, pointed at me and left. And a little bit of the piss got on me. Mm. So and that became a monologue in the beautiful start of your friendship, and that is mm-hmm. Billy's fantasy porn. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I need you to pee on my sister. <laughs> no, okay, on that note. <laughs> but wait, but one more thing. <laughs> on that note, Casper Mattress. <laughs> what, wait, one more thing is I just want to say. Also, who was amazing? Who I'll never forget was I went to the bathroom because I was like, this is so bad. And as I was coming back in, Sudi Green was like slaying. Uh, she so, was. She did a monologue. It was sorority like, girl. Sorority girl uh, initiation. She had to go through a lot of things. Like it the, was so good. Yeah. But anyway. That was like, and then you put the two of us in a scene together. Mm-hmm. So it was a scene that you wrote and Sudi and, and Sudi and I did together, which is kind of funny. It was mm-hmm. an iconic moment, like in terms of the historical significance of it. Like, yeah, it, it was, definitely was. I brought you two. I said yes. yes, and I was like, oh, they, these are the two like people that were great. There and then um, it was a scene that you wrote. It was like a sketch that you wrote about how like me on the phone trying to get tickets to Broadway. Yeah, and she was like. It has was it cats? It has to be cats it ha- or rent. <laughs> no, it was ha- it had it had to be cats, and then like a uh, uh, reverse it had black to be and cats. Ed, and then you were willing to accept rent, but both were already gone. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's what it was. The game was she was like the, she was like it has to be cats. Tell them that we have to get tickets for cats. And I was like, do you have anything for cats? And we just weren't getting that it was not on Broadway. If you anymore. don't mind, may I? Because I remember my scene. Sure, go ahead. I remember my art. Um, it was a husband and wife who had come to New York. 
York so that you could have your surgery on your deviated septum. <laughs> your, you'd come from a small town and you had a great health plan that would pay to get it done in a better hospital. And you were willing to do it in New York for this because your wife really wanted to see cats. But you didn't want to do New York. You were willing to see Sacramento as you'd always wanted to. And now she was pissed that cats was no longer on Broadway. And, and these are the specifics that you need to be a great you writer. If you're to. going to slay in freshman colloquium <laughs> at the dramatic writing department at NYU, let me tell you, you need to have certain things in your tool book. And write such gems as the Matt Rogers Christmas colloquium special. <sighs> that could be an entire episode of this. Oh, like, I mean, you talked about the wedding last week. Like, oh. I mean, like this need that needs dissection. Yeah, it's that, still the greatest thing I've ever written. And it's, yeah, it's problematic question mark. Well, we'll find out. I want to know. Listen, we have to take a a break, don't we, Bowen? Don't we? We do. Uh, We'll be right back with Billy Domino. Ooh, bitch, it's that part of the show again. It's a a little little bit bit of an an offer. offer. For you, the listeners of Las Culturistas, Casper is offering $50 towards any mattress purchase at Casper.com. Now, is this the friendly ghost? This is not the friendly ghost, but it is a friendly mattress, honey. Okay. The Casper mattress is an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. (gasps) It's got just the right sink, just the right bounce, and it's made up of two technologies, latex foam and memory foam. Mm, Latex memories. Yes, that joke never gets old that (laughs) that come together for a life well slept now billy what's your experience with casper i trolled casper on on social media last week and how what what happened well after suggesting their mattresses were made of poop in order to get a mattress for myself so they could prove to me that they aren't they did in fact offer me a free mattress via dm on twitter (laughs) although i realized even though i'm currently broke i don't need a mattress so i made a little deal i'd give them a good blast on, on social a positive blast not a negative blast but a positive one mm-hmm. if they were to donate not one but two twin mattresses to the Los Angeles LGBT Center to help you know homeless youth and things like that and, thank you and for they that. fucking did it yeah because you two are benefiting personally from yes. it we are yes. around Los Angeles right each now each one teach one absolutely each one teach, each one, teach one what one. alternative is this um. the alternative is Casper mattress not being a good mattress but it is the reality is it's a fantastic mattress they have an amazing social media manager who did donate two Casper mattresses to the Los Angeles LGBT center and gave Billy Domino a free Casper mattress to prove that it was not made of poop. Objectively I, not feces. I love that. That's that's the most Billy Domino thing I've ever heard. The Casper mattress is now the most awarded mattress of the decade. So what are you waiting for? Go get one to receive $50 towards any mattress purchase. Go to caspertrial.com forward slash Los Culturistas. Bitch, write it down. That's caspertrial.com forward slash Los Culturistas for $50 towards any mattress purchase. Billy, seriously, it's not poop. It's not poop. (laughs) And we're back with Billy Domino. Billy, can we talk about Vlad? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, Vlad just came up briefly earlier, as Bo and I were saying. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bo and I, after our first year at NYU together, so going into effectively junior years, we were looking to move in together. Mm -hmm. Now, as a twosome, or were we originally going to be... A threesome. We were originally going to be a threesome. I think I was supposed to do that. But then Matt, Matt, who was going to live with us, we had even, I remember, do you remember talking about this out by the computers and Tish and talking about our plans? Yes. And Matt even made the, Matt even argued for, okay, if we do share an apartment with threesome, we must on our living room wall uh, put in big letters for precious girls everywhere. (laughs) 
god, we were monsters. And he was what going, happened with that? You, you became an RA. Oh, yeah. So that a was short-lived RA. That was post me getting. That was they told me that I was an alternate. And to make other plans for housing. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, let's all move in together. And then I guess something didn't work out with somebody and I got made to be all mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then that left Billy and I to go and find some apartments with a broker named Vlad. Now, for those who don't understand, you know, a two-bedroom <laughs> apartment is much more expensive per bedroom than a three-bedroom. Yes. It's also harder to find in general. Three mm-hmm. bedrooms, they're out there to be had. And so we for those of you who don't know, there are, of course, always other people to ask. Mm-hmm. Well, not other people who would end up... Uh, in you know being on a podcast with you seven years later yeah. i mean we can throw you under the bus if you like right now as being like yes you're expendable and replaceable in fact i'll do that and say yes that is true <laughs> so anyway we moved on without you yes um, it's now gonna be billy and bowen Las yes. ding dang sweetie <laughs> <laughs> and it's got to change to ding ding because i'm taking ding dong with me god damn it i think it's in the contract that ding dong is forever dog yeah but anyway we met with vlad who was how would you describe him billy he was just this beautiful slavic elf yeah uh he was just a wonder he was a wonderful upbeat man who Mm -hmm. uh was you know going to business school at night and he like any good real estate agent and i should know because i became one for two years after graduation that was my get by that's true um but uh, he was very optimistic Mm -hmm. about uh whatever uh was a possibility for you in terms of housing (laughs) and he was never afraid to twist what you had just said to make you think you were on the same page (laughs) so you know let's let uh can, can we do can we do an improv? Let's do an improv. I, I would love an to improv. do an improv. Okay, so let's. You're gonna be. You're in, You are in charge of this improv. So you, if okay. we break rules, you let us know. You let us right. know. Um, but you know. Okay. But yeah, Bowen, you be Bowen. Um, hi, Vlad. Um, Bowen. Yes, absolutely. Hi, yes. Vlad. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so go find the big place. Yes, we're going to find a place. So Vlad, my yeah. my friend Billy and I, mm-hmm. we were thinking. Hi. That we would find married couple, uh, no. absolutely. Oh, just just my roommate, mm-hmm. just a friend. Very accepting. Well, <laughs> thank you, Vlad. We we're just looking for like a place that's um two bedroom studio. Okay. Yes, can definitely do a fun. Sure. You'll put a wall up, a fun studio and bookcase, s- some, somewhere below Fourteenth Street. Mm-hmm. Cl- uh, Clinton, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Hell's Kitchen. Okay, mm-hmm. well, um, very big high rise. Sure. So, party, so- party, yes. Something something quiet and close to a train. <laughs> Not a, you know big bars, big scene. You get the girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, D train, <laughs> D train. <laughs> okay, well, Vlad. Um, thank you so much, and um, we definitely can't do pre-war. Oh, so oh, pre-war is the only. <laughs> it's got so big. You got wood and the refrigerator. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, um, it's okay for us to do that accent mm-hmm. because yeah, it is. I, it is. I, I, because I am who I am. That's all I'll say. Well, I would say that was a very good improv. I know, now after having seen it, I I can I have a very good depiction of what that was. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you. Thank I've you. never actually met a real estate broker that wasn't a complete sketch comedy character. It turns you into a monster <laughs> like you'd never even expect. Like, and you would know. I would know. Like I did it. Like within the first week of like training wheels off and being an, an uh, a renting agent on my own. By the way. I legally the company I worked for was very nice about taking on young people because they were willing to skirt the law. You have to have a license. They're like, we'll train you for your technically be a trainee. Yeah, but like 
I guess trainee is not an acceptable term or a good one to, you know, sort of, uh, exactly. So they decided, okay, well we can't call you a real estate agent. Let's call you an apartment shower. You're the person who shows the apartment. <laughs> and so they didn't even put apartment shower in. They just put shower, which just looks like shower, shower. or it just looks like shower, yes. not a grower. Billy, Billy Domino. Domino. Shower. shower. <laughs> so I went around handing these out to people in deep Brooklyn, like for a year and a half. And everyone was just like, what does it mean? Shower. Shower. I mean, showers have been a recurring theme this episode. Have I ever told you guys about Lawrence? No. The guy that we dealt with? Oh, my God. Who's he, Lawrence? Tell us. It was the real estate agent in like Brooklyn. He showed a lot of places in Park Slope. I, won't, I just won't say where he works. But... Um, <laughs> Dish. <laughs> but... Fine. Destination real estate. Mm. Um, avoid them if you're looking for places in Brooklyn because they're misleading. I, we, they, he, me, David Mazzoni, and our friends Andrew Martin, Amanda Schechtman, We were all we were all looking for an, a four bedroom together. Mm-hmm. And because as we've just been established by Billy, as you go up in the, in the amount of rooms, you know it gets a little cheaper. It gets cheaper. Um, so basically we see a four bedroom mm-hmm. and it's a four bedroom that that fourth bedroom has been against, has a wall put up and that's mm-hmm. how it's constructed. And he was like, yeah. So th- we're, and they showed it as a four, four bedroom it was listed as a four bedroom. Mm-hmm. So we take it cause it's amazing uh-huh. move in. And the, when we get in the, the walls down was a very nice apartment. And I was like furious because he never told us that we would have to, put the wall back up ourselves. That was never said. It was marketed as a four bedroom. Mm. So I feel like, and then he was like, he was, it was like so difficult dealing with him. Oh God. And he was such a monster. Like, no, 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 no. They never let you speak. He was such like a Brooklyn dick. And I was just like, ugh, and, Oh, and I've literally I said to myself I'll never have a bad experience with a real estate broker again because now I know better. And then when Henry and I were moving again, we had another bad experience. Oh, Can't yeah. you just she see him bad. furiously lifting like not enough weight at Blink Fitness? Like a hundred percent. Yeah, Billy, he, was, he was not a happy guy. Billy can make these classist gym jokes because he is at Equinox now. Listen, Are you? And that is his truth. Listen, when I got the Family Guy job, I one paid off a lot of debt, and two, Yay. the only way I treated myself was like, listen, I want a gym where I can feel very comfortable and relaxed showering afterwards. And if you've ever never been in an Equinox shower, it's a wonderful experience. Uh, and how so, so? Even, it's just like it's your. It's not like you know you're in a group shower. It's not like you just have like the shower curtain there's no hint of mold or anything it's constantly being cleaned if someone is not in a shower that shower is being cleaned and it is i entirely i only use the cardio equipment i only use the elliptical the rowing machine the treadmills uh-huh. and like i'm not a weight person because i don't, don't want to get i want to bulk up you want to bulk up i want to be telling it like mostly lean yeah i mean Cut. certainly it's strong but like and i want to lose the weight mm. the muscles are gonna help but like tone and like metabolism <laughs> yes yes uh but like so it's not i don't need all the insane equipment and like i need to start making use of the classes but i just do it because i'm really i'm renting the second bathroom yeah for you know for a little under 200 a month it's ridiculous <laughs> so tell us about the celebrities that you've seen i have seen not so i primarily go to the hollywood equinox sounds good I sounds like celebs not as many there because it's newer and it's all it's like sort of you know like, where the celebs go is the we equinox <gasps> or right on it's right on the western end of the sunset strip near like the viper room and the whiskey and all that stuff dish and a lot of sex a lot of sex i i, I imagine there would be you had sex with john so crier <laughs> you had sex with john, john crier, 
liar. He's shockingly good. <laughs> the, I mean, like everything that he holds back during two and a half months, all that anger comes out mm, in bed or I'm in sure. or in a locker room. <laughs> yes. Um, wait. But, so wait. What's what's the deal with this WeHo one? Oh, at the WeHo one, uh, I have my biggest celebrity sighting there. I saw two in one night. I saw Mickey Rourke who was getting private oh, training. Oh my wow. god! The face isn't getting better. No, it, why, it won't not. get better. But I love him. I mean, Matt and I know I love the wrestler very wrestler. much. Wrestler, love it. One of my favorite movies. Yeah, and but the the really shocking sighting of the night was I saw Fabio there. <gasps> so Fabio does go to a public you know a public gym in that sense yeah he doesn't just do it all at home but he was there sitting on uh like the leg curl machine uh in a button-down shirt and very tight jeans he would do one rep and then rest and let people come and talk to him he was holding court on the leg curl were they heavy weights like was he doing like no it was just like not much at all and he was barely ever doing it. And he was just sitting there and letting people come over him and shaking their hand. And then, like, after a few minutes, just to save face, was acting like, okay, but I got to get back, you know, to doing, doing the leg doing curls thing. now. He just wanted to be on display at a place he where abs- there was... I'm shocked he wasn't charging for a handshake. Right. Well, he was. He wanted to be on display at a place where there was a check-in desk. Yeah. And But did he look okay? Like, did he still have the hair? Fabio looked fine. Fabio was aging like a human ages. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, sure, like, sure. I mean, and he's got to be, what, 60 at this point? Yeah. 65? Something you know? like that. And he's, he of course, like, most famous is for um, a, being on Apollo's chariot and taking a bird in the face on its first uh, run ever. It was yeah. like Bush. Have you heard about this? No. You've never heard about this? I it's, thought Fabio's claim to fame, and it, I know it wasn't, but it was for being on, I can't believe it's not butter ads. I mean, sh- absolutely for sure. Like in Listen, the actual the way, is famous. Yeah. The man has experienced multiple career renaissances, <laughs> and right. one of them had to be. They opened up in Bush Gardens, Williamsburg. They had like their first like hyper coaster, which means a coaster over two hundred feet, mm. and it was called Apollo's Chariot. Probably a lot of people know it if you've ever been. If you live in that part of the country, you've definitely ridden it. So like. <laughs> you have. If you're within uh, two hundred miles, you, you'll ride the chariot. Maybe that's just me, because if I, if I lived in Virginia, I'd be on the thing. Wait, <laughs> what? Oh no, I've never done a Paul Shore. I've never been to Bush Gardens Williamsburg. Anyway, uh, what? I've never been on a roller coaster. I'm almost. Uh, it I, was it was a Paul's chariot, right? Yes, I'm not wrong. It was a Paul's chariot. Okay, so he was on the inaugural. And it was Bush Gardens Williamsburg, right? If it's a pause, Jared, it's got to be Bush Gardens <laughs> Williamsburg, baby. <laughs> That's actually the tagline of the coaster. So he was on the first the one. The entire coaster advertises the park. <laughs> Basically, he was on the first time they ever ran it around and the track. Hurt. And, and it was like, Fabio's going to be running in the front row. Oh and he God. took a fucking bird in the face and it broke his nose. Oh. He smashed right in. And you can watch, you can pull up on YouTube and there's just him. Like, it's going down the first hill and suddenly you just see bam he grabs his nose and he's bleeding and he's like scared because like he barely understands what happened and he's got a deep deep gash oh no i forget if it broke his nose fully or if it was just a big laceration i think it did oh my god it was insane that's awful especially because it was a celebrity and the very first time it was going i know and that bird had to ruin a bad bird honestly you think the bird died i hope it did oh that bird very dead go to bird hell you think that bird died though yeah that's I, sad when a bird die yeah when i remember when a bird die i cry <laughs> but then i the next day i see another bird and i think good billy what's your theory about moonlight <laughs> about like the <laughs> movie first, about the movie moonlight the, 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 your theory that you told us at in and out burger oh i think he's gay <laughs> and you know what it's subtle <laughs> And I'm willing to hear their arguments, but it adds up in the end. If you piece it together, 
I think he likes dudes. What's what's your theory about the celestial bodies in Moonlight? Oh, I think you know it's got to be the moon. <laughs> Because you know the moon, the moon is is the happier sun, or no, it's a sadder no, sun. I think the moon is lonelier. The moon, than the moon is lonelier, is lonelier than, than the sun. sun. <laughs> so that guys, this is how us culturistas work. We pip each other out for week old bits that we can't really remember, but we'll fill in the gaps. But hey, it's still fun for the for the listeners, for people who haven't heard. For the, the bits. children who listen, for the they children, careful the things you do. Children listen. Go ahead, keep going. I'm not gonna because as both of you know, and anyone in a danger box or hammercat's car can test you, I famously can't harmonize. Oh. I have no idea. What ear. are you saying? No. I'm saying I'm no good. No, Billy's one of those singers, and I don't know what it is, but for people who are self uh self-proclaimed uh or or, or self-labeled tone deaf singers, they end up trying to sing along to a melody, but they just their ears is is, is is apt enough in such a way that they'll just sing the harmonies without thinking about it. I think I'm the reverse. I think I've heard you sing a harmony. The only song I've ever heard you sing is, You're a rich girl, it's gone gone too too far, far. cause you know it don't matter anywhere. You can rely on the old man's money, you can rely on the old man's money, it's a bitch girl. We don't have the rights. Stop now, stop now. We don't have the rights. We don't have the rights. He says it's a bitch? Yeah. Yes. I this was 1985-ish. I don't like that. There was a, oh. there were bitches then. This I was the Reagan I, I years, and like, life was a bitch. I don't like these. If you had gone through it, you, uh, can you I just would, say, as long as we're on, like, I don't like this. Like, no, I just can't. Okay. What's My this? mom is recovering from surgery. You know, oh, currently she's yeah. doing fine. It was planned surgery. Yes, it's leading yes. to a better life. Everyone's very happy. I'm excited to see her. But uh, <laughs> I think it's gonna be like she's gonna she's gonna have a career renaissance. Um, <laughs> And oh, many Renaissance. Yeah, many. <laughs> the, once you've had more than one, it's Renaissance. Um, but uh, so she's on the just on the couch right now, yes. you know. For and so she's you know watching lots of Netflix and you know stuff like that. Yes. And I'm trying to make different recommendations to her. She mentions that she's very excited to watch that Casey Anthony miniseries that oh, just happened. Yeah. Like I guess it's a documentary uh-huh, uh-huh. based on that. I'm like, oh my god, if you're interested in you know that true crime stuff, which she is to an insane. Stuff, I'm like, you have to watch people versus OJ Simpson. It's the best thing on TV. Mm-hmm. Last mm-hmm. year, and it's on on Amazon or on Netflix right now. And I go on for five minutes talking about you know Sarah Paulson and mm-hmm. talking about um, uh, Courtney B. Vance. And uh, the, at the end, she's like, "Oh my god, sounds incredible." Of course, I could never watch it because of that man. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I could never watch anything with O.J. Simpson. That man is evil. I'm like, well, don't worry, they don't make him look good. Like, it's not like he's making money off <laughs> it. She's like, "Oh no, I agree with you completely, but I couldn't do it." <laughs> Oh my god. What's what's your mom's first name again? Suzanne. 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 You don't remember when I when I said Sue earlier when we were talking about mom odd porn? <laughs> You better listen. Yeah, sorry, you're not so really sorry. a listener. You're just a spoiler. You know what? I thought I was gonna. I thought it could have been Linda because you said Linda Sue is Linda. my aunt. I, but there you go. Linda you, was the one that got pregnant. You didn't say respectively. <laughs> Linda so I, was the one that Billy got pregnant. You, if okay. I'm talking, if I said talking parallel no. structure, baby. Excuse me, no parallel structure. That is from why a, the word respectively it exists is so you can uh, you can do a one to one association and correlation. And the reason respectively exists is so that we can understand when people don't make clear parallel structure happen. Because if I'm saying to you that this is a this is mom and aunt from impregnation porn, when I say Sue and Linda are here, you should understand that Sue is mom and Linda is all I fucking did. All I fucking did was ask you what your mom's name was. 
God you should have known And you that. didn't know. This is, you know what? The, also, you've met her. The overall decibels of this episode are much higher than usual because Billy is our, our second straight white cis male guest. I know. What are you doing? Well, I Like, mean, you're losing your brand, <laughs> willingly. No. You're seeding it. We want to, we want to incrementally expand This episode it. is sponsored by Serta Mattresses. <laughs> Serta, we're rocks. <laughs> Here, how about this? We're going to turn it around. We're going to get the... Lens crafters! Come look through your fucking face! (laughs) We're going to turn this around right now. What? Billy, I want you for the next few minutes... Mm. You always do. ...to be very gay. Very gay. Go ahead, Billy. Be gay. Guys, I can't be on the spot like this. No, you talked in a high voice, and that is offensive. Billy? You better be gay right now. I wasn't being gay right then. I was on a high voice acting like I wasn't gay. So I will not hear any of that. So if you actually think about the context of what just happened. I think Billy is a really fascinating, it's just a really fascinating specimen. Billy will project masculinity in his, in his way, which is just just high, but forceful and and very aggressive. I'm grabbing Bowen's wrist as we speak. (laughs) Do you think that he should be gay right now? Yes. Come on. I'm on the spot right now, and I don't know what to do with it. I don't know what to do with it. Talk to us like you are gay. Okay, Billy. Billy, how is um how is how is Fire Island? (sighs) I mean, I'll go again. (laughs) (laughs) Great, that's that's all we needed. Yeah, good, good, good. (laughs) There's foam in my bag. (laughs) Have you been watching RuPaul's Drag Race? I have. No, I'm always bad. I always know, never know when it's going on, and then it starts, and then I feel like, well, well I, all you I've have to simply it. do is look it up. All you simply must do is look it up, like any other fucking. Especially TV with, show. but I'm trying to reject technology in all its forms. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, but this is actually this is the place to talk about it. As long as you're going to bring this up, I brought this up especially to you, Bo, before. What? So, how do you pronounce your name? Rachel Dolezal. Rachel Dolezal. 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 Okay, that was a that was a pivotal moment for me in sort of recognizing, like, I because I. You've always known me to be someone who is performatively sexuality fluid. Is that an accurate term? Uh, performatively. Yes. Performatively. Yes, sure. You've never been afraid to step in and out of, you know. Yes. And then like, and then, and oftentimes, like there's especially a period for like about up until right around the time Rachel Dolezal happened mm-hmm. that I was like consistently tweeting in a way that would make you, would at any reasonable person think like, okay, you are a gay man. Yes, like yes. you're just speaking from, you know, that particular truth. Right. And then, and I was doing it like I enjoy because I like doing it. And like a lot of the joke, jo- Oh my God. I touched oh, my mic. Oh my God. Oh. <laughs> but, um, I uh, was, you know, it was just the jokes that I it's was happy fun. to be making. Yeah. And then I got that happened and I just had this mental collapse of being like, oh my God, have I, you know, just because I feel close to the gay community. You're thinking like, too hard about yeah. it. Yeah. You're thinking too well, hard about it. Well, that's also me being a narcissist, but which is very true. Do not like, let Rachel Dolezal ruin your tweets. Oh my God. No, don't let Rachel Dolezal jettison you into a narcissist. But if we don't learn from her... <laughs> It's like she never happened. It's like she'll show up again. Yeah. No. Those I, who don't learn from Rachel Dolezal are doomed. I, God bless Rachel Dolezal because we got her and Kim Davis. On the, the podcast? On the <laughs> I would live for that. I would live for Kim Davis. And oh I, I honestly, if we had Rachel Dolezal on, I wouldn't bring anything up. I'd just be like, so... Um, what do you think of... What do you think of Big Little Lies? Big Little Lies. <laughs> um, no, Billy. I, you have you have jumped... You've you've switched your hats with with sexuality um, in such a way that is 
not insult or not you're not claiming it as your own thing like uh and you're not like if you were like f- fucking the president of glad and you were just claiming that you were sometimes gay then that would be uh, mm-hmm. that i have a question a for you please who, this is real uh-huh but who are you afraid of there who am i afraid is like who, gonna come for me who are you afraid is gonna come for you and be honest if I'm also going to be honest, I feel like Joel Kim Booster stopped liking my tweets like it's asses a lot after a while. And that and honestly, it was around the same time I was considering it. And there was something about an interaction or two I had with him, someone who I think is amazing and have incredible respect uh-huh. for. And he's hilarious. And after initially feeling like he really liked me, we just like didn't like talk as much. So, yeah, this <sighs> is and Joel, if you're listening right now, this is me coming for oh. you. No, I have I bet there's nothing to that. What with, do you mean? with Joel, I, I, I been, feel I, not loved. See, I feel I don't like fully understand the situation. Well, here's what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I'm seeing a lot of people who are yeah. upset about like, like. If you're a white straight woman, I don't need you to be upset about someone saying someone saying the word faggot for me. Mm-hmm. I really don't. We yeah. had a do conversation you? the other day. I literally don't care for. <laughs> I yeah, I don't need you. That that's all I meant to say. We don't need you. Yeah. Thank you, but we don't need you. And your voice definitely doesn't need to be the loudest. Mm-hmm. Oh, so it's just interesting because I also feel like. A lot of a lot of this stuff, like oh my god, what am I doing? What am I putting into the world? Yeah, it's, it's kind of interesting. Like who, who exactly? Who are you afraid is going to come for you? Yeah, I have to ask myself that question a lot. I'm like, I feel weird about this tweet, or I fear to feel weird about this, or I've seen this and I feel strange about it. What exactly am I afraid of? And the answer, a lot of times, is like someone that wouldn't even be offended by it. It's just someone that enjoys being offended. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think there's like a big difference. Right, right. And it's like, it's never for the other person's benefit. Like, the call-out culture is never intended to help the person that is being called out. It is only mm-hmm. help, it, it is only a tool for self-aggrandizing. Right. Mm-hmm. If you're posting it on Facebook, you wanted likes for it. Yeah. And, and, and that's something you have to admit to yourself, I think. It's fine. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine to want likes. And you know what? Do what you want. But also just know that you're... Don't use this as your way to get likes. We had an extensive conversation the other day about uh, the use in like a Facebook response of the the phrase like, I thought about, you know, direct messaging you, but I thought this would, you know, be more helpful to do. Right. Like... It's like, don't... Just don't think that we're all going to be like on board for that because we see through it. Like I see through it personally. I agree. I know that you want likes, which is why I, as a cis white male advocate, uh, you Mm -hmm. know, always play devil's advocate, you know, because that's, that helps everything. (laughs) It's important that anyone who may or may not be oppressed knows that there's a different side that they should see from the view of their oppressor. (laughs) Even if it's active oppression, they must understand the good it's bringing them. Yes, absolutely. 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 Vlad. Now, no, this is wow. This is real. I, I for real it. struggle with that a lot because, and now even I'm thinking on the other side of it, it's like you want someone to speak up for you, like. But the thing is, like, oh, no, no, no. Remember that we're also in comedy. No, 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 no. But here's the thing, and this is this sounds so. Maybe you can speak to more with more clarity. Not probably not. It's but this is all I meant to. This is all I want to say is that like allyship is absolutely necessary. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think we're all just, we're all just really trying to compete for like who can like speak up. That's I guess the part that bothers me. May I attempt to turn a phrase? Please. You don't have to stay in your lane, but don't jump the fucking median. Oh, there you go. (gasps) That's pretty great. But does the median mean that there are, 
they're going the opposite way. Oh my god! Oh my god! And of and of course, you would have you know uh, scientists like uh, Stephen uh, Jay Gould say you know the median is not the message what? that we have to you know understand how to look at a data set <laughs> in a way that's holistic and not focus on the abstract. Absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely. I mean, guys, if you want to talk more about um, a scientist in the 1980s analyzing his own mesothelioma diagnosis, I'm happy to stick around. Wait. We can do the... Is this for the premium? We this can do the after hours? Billy is... has more access to everything he knows than anyone I've ever met Billy, in my life. Billy, and this... And please, this just come for me in the comments. Billy is the most functionally hilarious person who is on the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. And when he says come for me in the comments, he's talking to you. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm talking to Billy. Come to for the us in the comments of this episode. Um, I have a few things to say. <laughs> <laughs> um, just Billy Domino. God, what a fucking treasure. Um, do you feel like a treasure? Do, do you, you do feel you? like a treasure? Do you? One can never feel like a treasure. I am not gold. I am not a chest. But can one feel treasured as one who is kept in the heart, as one who is kept in the spirit, as one who is kept in the light? Yes, yes I do in this moment feel like a treasure because I am sitting here. Do with you yours. think? And there's a candle in the background. Candle. Do you think that you text us enough? Mm-hmm. Oh, Ooh. we live across the country now. And do you think that you text us enough? Now I'm fired up. So what people who are not in the room right now are not seeing is that there is a table between us that Matt and Bowen are on one side of and I'm on the other side. But really, it's not a table. It's a stand in for Nevada and New <gasps> Jersey oh. and Colorado. <laughs> Name everything. And Pennsylvania. <laughs> Colorado. And Nebraska. And... Ohio, Ohio. and Iowa and Indiana and Illinois, which is where we meet if we take that particular route across the country. So what are you saying? We should all go to Chicago together for a weekend? I'm saying we shouldn't worry about it and just have fun. We only live once. We're in our 30s. (laughs) Billy, what's your favorite movie? What's my favorite movie? I know the answer to this. So yeah, there are so my favorite movie is probably Boogie Nights. Boogie yeah. Nights. Yeah. Anderson, although I haven't seen enough PT. I've never seen Magnolia and I feel bad. I've don't never see seen it. Magnolia either. Don't see it. Don't it's a, see it's it. a lot of frogs raining from the sky. Yeah, and oh I don't like that. Ooh, and, no, it's amphi- not good. Amphibians need to choose. Okay. <laughs> you're a fish or you're a reptile. Choose. You know what? Don't see any movie with Tom Cruise. Wow. I I mean I'd agree with that for financial but I live so close to all the Scientology Center. You and do. So that was literally the first thing I asked when we when Billy picked me up was like I, we got you got to drive me past Scientology and it, that building let me tell you it screams I'm fake. I took these two two on a drive around around the side. What did you blast out of my Prius speakers? Um, Betty, who ooh somebody loves you. Oh my ooh, god, somebody loves Those you. Those people need to know that we are here for them. <laughs> that like that is the perfect song. Here's how you spot a Scientologist in L.A. If you live in like that you know on that Silver Lake, Los Feliz, East Hollywood border, uh-huh. you're gonna find them. If you ever want, I mean, you're gonna see the Scientologists all the slaves on the sidewalks you know handing out the free personality Ugh. test things but where you're really going to see them with some consistency is there's a Vons you're going to find at Sunset and Virgil and you're going to go in there any night of the week but particularly a weeknight around 12.30am and you are going to see multiple pairs of Scientologists and they will be together in pairs they don't go out alone as far as I can tell. Do they dress a certain way? They are They well even if they weren't but they do they, okay. they are still wearing their Scientology uniform and it's going to be black pants and a blue or white button down shirt and usually a black vest because okay. you know essentially they're dressed as like helpers as attendants Ugh. we're here to guide you into your spiritual journey but because they're getting paid you know literally slave wages or I shouldn't say literally in that sense but like you know Just they're literally. being paid below minimum wage yeah, is yeah. what I'm looking for um, uh, they are 
allowed to purchase always. They're never purchasing like a full load of groceries or anything. They're always buying one toiletry, either like a stick of deodorant or a new toothbrush, something to that effect. And they're getting one personalized size snack, like one of the little tiny buckets of Cheez-Its or a single Milky Way or something oh like God, that. This is the saddest and, thing. and I don't, it's so scary to watch. And all I want to do is, you know, reach out and say, hey, people are here who aren't oh in that. And, Ugh. but there's no, like it would almost in some ways almost be a hate crime to do that because you have, you have god, to approach it as it's religion what a scene i mean god i'm like i should write it the I, fact I, yeah but the like, fact of the matter yes, is the fact that they have something called the celebrity center means that they want you to know that they have celebrities and that that matters to them and that is inherently fucked up no but do yeah. you know the history there like in terms of why please it, it like the general idea of that is uh l ron hubbard when he was founding it was saying like no it's not just about you know getting a ground up like grassroots you know we are the religion of the people fuck that the way you bring in people is you know he is he used the term celebrity in the exact same way that someone will now say influencer when they're talking about social media yeah. and he's like we need to get those high profile people who can then spread our message for them who people want to be like and we then we need to make Scientology you know an essential part of that person's identity and then in trying to mimic that person's path be it Tom Cruise or Ann Archer I mean she's the big Scientologist we're all interested in Ann Archer Ann Archer's a Scientologist wow. I think she's I think her she's son a, is that guy her son is Miscavige no, 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 no. Her son is this guy. Who, do you remember that documentary that came out? I think it, not Martin it? Bashir. It was um, there was a BBC documentary one time about Scientology, trying to figure out like what the ins and outs were. Mm-hmm. And um, <sighs> there were there there was like a public. Sp- I'm forgetting the guy's name. Tommy something. Mm-hmm. I think. I'm almost positive. Yes, Tommy. I, I can't think of his last yes. name. Yes, and but. he was like the, the voice of the church. Mm-hmm. And he one time got the got the BBC reporter so upset that the BBC reporter like ended up screaming at him on camera mm-hmm. and they took him off the, the dock. Mm-hmm. But that is Ann Archer's son. Has Ann Archer been on the pod yet? <laughs> um, we're going to bring Ann on after. We're going to bring her on to promote Fatal Attraction. Yeah. Oh my God. I mean, what an opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, Dave, so Dave, our friend Dave Mazzoni, a previous guest of the pod. I really thought you were going to say Fred Dave Miscavige. <laughs> our friend Dave My Miscavige. My friend Dave Miscavige. Um, Dave just casually, and I didn't know what he meant, but the other day, do you remember this man? He was like, I mean, Scientology's just as insane as Catholicism, but it's like, well, no. Well, here's the here's where he was coming from. He was saying that we don't know what Catholicism was like thousands of years ago. Sure, we don't sure, know that sure, they haven't sure. imprisoned people. We don't know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. I mean, any organized religion, hot we take, know they have. Hot yeah. take here. They're they're fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I'm not. I I look. Your belief system is your belief system, but I do believe there is a certain bizarre. But like there, there's a dark quality to organized religion, which is why the official religion of Las Culturistas is non-denominational Pentecostal. Yes, we're yes. not part of any formal, you know, <laughs> Southern meeting or anything like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. We're just here to speak our truth Absolutely. in any tongue we can. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of speaking truth, yes. Now I think it's that time in the podcast where it's time to do. I don't think so, honey. However, mm. this episode is a little different, isn't it, Bo? It's a little different. I think. We're going to try something new. <gasps> Shocked. This is, Everyone this, at home gasped. This is kind of a bizarro take on I Don't Think So, Honey. And this was proposed actually by Billy, mm-hmm. a segment called I Doubt It, Sweetie. <laughs> now, explain how I Doubt It, Sweetie would be different from I Don't Think So, Honey. I'm not sure. I mean, to, let's be clear. This started when I screamed jokingly at Bone uh, one day. Or are you going to have me on the pod? Are we going to do I Doubt It, Sweetie? <laughs> 
<laughs> so because of that miscommunication, like, we're yes. now going to do I Doubt It, Sweetie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think we should all choose something that we're a little skeptical about, not skeptical. something that we hate. Yes. Yeah, I think it, I, I think in our in my mind, it's just about like, you know, here's that thing that you di- weren't thinking about that you didn't think was going to be a thing, but I'm going to tell you, it's not yeah. really a I thing. Actually, I actually have one. You have one? Great. Yeah, so I let's, do. So let's start this off. Matt is yeah. going to set the tone. This is hugely important. So Matt, thank you for doing this. Matt, we got one minute on the clock for... The first ever I Doubt It Sweetie. And Matt Rogers, I Doubt It Sweetie. Time starts now. American Crime Story Season 2 is going to be about Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> I doubt it, sweetie. <laughs> These have to be good. They have to be like enter- engrossing in an entertainment way. You're going to kick it off with American Crime Story, the people versus OJ Simpson, and then you're going to cast Annette Benning as someone we don't know? I doubt it, sweetie. <laughs> I'm happy that Annette Benning is going to be on a show. I'm happy she's working with Ryan Murphy. But Really? <laughs> And then you're going to tease us and say that the third season is going to be the murder of Gianni Versace and totally gag us and tell us that Penelope Cruz is going to be playing Donatella and you expect us to sit through season two of Crime Story and it's about Hurricane Katrina? I doubt it, sweetie. Honestly, I'm just not gagged for it. Well, it's Ryan Murphy. I have to be gagged. And am I gagged here? I doubt it, sweetie. Also, to be honest with you, I just, I don't know that American Crime Story can top O.J. Simpson. I, I doubt that, sweetie. And I don't know. I guess I'm cautiously optimistic because I trust everyone, but American Crime Story, Hurricane Katrina, I doubt it, sweetie. And that's one minute. I just doubt it. I, I doubt, doubt it. it. I doubt it, sweetie. I doubt it, sweetie. Sweetie, I care about you and but, I doubt it. But you you agree. I I agree. It's, yeah, it, it is weird the way they, they're rolling out the promotion for season three and season two, ahead of season two even coming out. It, it feels like they feel weird about their decision. Yeah, I absolutely. think had, had he come across, and also we know what season four is going to be. What? Charles and <laughs> Diana. No, no, that's Feud. That's Feud oh, season feud, two. Oh, Feud, Charles and, yeah, duh, American Crime Story, Charles and Diana. <laughs> <laughs> What a fucking idiot. That classic American crime. But it's like it's like they're getting a soul. Matt and I once auditioned along with our friend Jenny Jaffe for this pilot uh, for that Comedy Central was doing. They were doing a quiz bowl show. Yeah. Like, and they paired people from college with a celebrity oh, you know, yes, alumnus. Yes. And so I, Jenny Jaffe and I eventually made it to taping and we as and why you were paired with Christian yes, Finnegan. I remember this. We went against the Dartmouth team uh, with Rachel Drash. Rachel Drash. And we won. We got like 50 bucks for it. Never made it to air. Didn't Hear back and I from. didn't even make it onto the fucking you show. You didn't make it to the show because they had us audition in threes and now it's down to twos. And then, and but just on just General Dodd's question of what is the capital of France, oh. Matt, or no, what is the capital of Germany? Matt Rogers, ding ding, oh, no, 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 chimes in. Belgium. Oh, man. Yeah, I'm not smart. No. I always he's so tell smart. Bowen this that I'm not smart. And I you always say boy. he's one of the smartest people. You dumb boy. He's not a dumb boy. That's why. I mean, you saw what happened on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Yeah, I mean. Well, by the, to- by the time this. Yeah. By uh, no, it's well. It's already been out. Wait, it's already been out? I thought it was 420. Well, when we're recording this, That's... it's going to be out tomorrow, but this is coming out in a couple weeks. Yeah, if you didn't fucking cut me off, you have heard me say, oh yes, because by the time that this is available on iTunes... This is this the cis, white, straight, male energy, and I don't like it on the show. I doubt it, And it made, Billy made me 
fucking bang the, the mic stand. None of you can come to Equinox. <laughs> Bowen Yang, your I Doubt It, Sweetie, is it's it's time for you. Great. This is Bowen Yang's I Doubt It, Sweetie, and his time starts now. Katy Perry trying to release a fourth album, and it's supposed to be good? I doubt it, sweetie. <laughs> Katy Perry, I don't know what your POV is anymore besides, like, going out on a Saturday or whatever the fuck it was before. <laughs> Katy, I doubt it, sweetie. Look... I saw you perform live at Radio City Music Hall at the fundraiser concert for Hillary Clinton's campaign, Oof. and I think we lost because of you. <laughs> Bernie would not have won, but you, but Hillary would still have lost. Thirty seconds with you in that fucking concert. I doubt it, sweetie. Katy Perry, no one needs you anymore, and I don't mean to mistreat our female pop stars and just really just go after them. But I doubt it, sweetie. Katy Perry, I don't know what chain to the rhythm is. At first, I was sort of gagged for it, but then I saw the video, and I know Matt was gagged for it, but. I saw that video and, and the words that came out of my mouth were I doubt it sweetie you're gonna have it in a theme park but not really stick to your guns with like what the message was I doubt it sweetie like I get it we're all zombies and robots but why add another unusual thing and be in a fucking theme park so Katy Perry I doubt it sweetie that's one minute oh. I don't know I think we were early to judge Chain to the Rhythm I think it's good I think the message is good well, honey, I think we were early to judge Martin O'Malley <laughs> I wanted to hear Same. more from him Who, what, what pop star would have, would have done the Martin O'Malley benefit I think it would have been someone fun, someone who's doing interesting work. Cheryl Crow. Yeah, oh, Cheryl Crow. absolutely. She would have been game. Because she, she did game. the John Edwards stuff. But didn't I she? think Martin would have gone oh, for Becky G to get that Latino vote. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Lincoln Chafee got Philip Glass. It didn't work out. <laughs> but I mean, I mean, it, it's a, objectively a good decision, mm-hmm. but just not a practical reach for the for the votes. Now mm-hmm. look. Katy Perry, I mean, we I don't think we're too quick to judge because it's a fine song, but I feel like it's not charting. And so we were talking to our friend Amanda and the studio scrambling to get out another hit that's going to chart before her album Because they won't comes out. release her album until she gets a number one <gasps> How hit. How dare they? That's yeah, how the fucking that's biz the works. It sucks. But I mean, it sucks for everybody, but I'm just saying. This like, industry is a monster. It's horrible. These so, doctors. Um, <laughs> these doctors. <laughs> um, <laughs> Matt, could you quickly do your impression of every like patient ever on, you know, something like Grey's Anatomy, but it's about them. They're the protagonists. It's about them. <laughs> these doctors. <laughs> They don't know my husband. (laughs) (laughs) Beautiful, beautiful. Um, Billy, it's time for your I Doubt It, Sweetie. Okay, we're going to do an I Doubt It, Sweetie? Okay, Unless you want to do an I Don't Think So, Honey. Okay, I'm going to be really honest with you. Can I do both? Yes, (laughs) yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We're going to do it. All right, so this is Billy Domino's I Doubt It, Sweetie. Time starts now. You're going to upgrade your Disneyland Day Pass to a season pass and actually use it? I doubt it, sweetie. (laughs) You're buying this pass today, and you're not even sure here at the window, should we do a park hopper? You don't even know what a park hopper is, and you think you're going to come down Anaheim regularly and make this a thing to the point where it pays off? I doubt it, sweetie. (laughs) It took you so long to get down here. You've been living in L.A. for three years, and you kept saying, I'd love to go. I went to Disney World once. First of all, Disney World is different. You have to have a whole different mindset if you're going to be going. Disneyland. And so if you think you're going to turn that into a, something that's going to be financially worthwhile, I just doubt it. <laughs> Are you 
going to know what restaurants to go to? Are you going to know what lines to get into at the right times? And frankly, it's just a hassle sometimes. I doubt it, sweetie. Because I don't want you to commit to something right now that you're not ready to commit to. Because we all know anything involving money is a scam. Because I doubt Five. it, sweetie, that you're actually ever going to make use of that. So why don't you just go to Knott's Berry Farm? <gasps> That's it. That's oh, one minute. Billy Do you like it, Knott's Berry Farm? I've never been. Okay. Really? I've never been to a place. <laughs> We're going to Universal Studios Hollywood tomorrow. Yeah, and, I heard about this. Um, we There was a moment where we briefly considered Knott's Berry Farm, and then I looked it up, and I was like, there's no fucking way. There's no fucking way. Uh, it's like, Knott's also, Berry Farm looks good for roller coasters. I've been to Disneyland once it? for a day. It looked, I mean, bad, one, I had a Six Flags membership last year, mm. and I actually got it canceled because I stopped paying the bill on it. And they <laughs> sent these angry emails you would not expect from an amusement park <laughs> talking about they were going to come after me if I didn't pay my bill. Oh my god! Yeah, but honestly, it's a great value. Henry and I had a season pass to Great Adventure, and we only used them once. See, yeah, waste see, the money. that's how they get see, you. See, I used my my good friend Alexis. We probably went like six different times. I even went by myself one day. It felt really good. It feels weird when you're walking around Valencia in the 110 degree heat, but yeah, it's, yeah. Um, describe to me in three words what California Adventure is. Oh, oh, it's good. Well, it's actually yeah. not good at all. A dull fucking mess. Okay, like yeah, there's California Screaming is good. It does. It. I love what it's striving for. Yeah, and it doesn't quite get there, especially mm. now that Hollywood Tower of Terror is gone. They're yeah. putting in some Avengers thing. I think. No, it's a Guardians of the Galaxy theme. Same fucking thing. It yeah. sucks. Right. I can't believe. All right, so now you're gonna do it. I don't think so. Honey. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry. I have to actually do a real one because I respect your program and now, I like let, it. Yeah, Thank absolutely. You, We've done so many, so yeah, it's like yeah. they know the listeners know what they're getting. But with Billy Domino, they don't know. So this is Billy Domino's. I don't think so, honey. Time starts now. You're gonna make me wear a black suit to your wedding. I don't think so, honey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you're going to have me at your wedding as a groomsman, which I'm going to this weekend to a good friend of mine in San Francisco, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be happy to drive up and pay money for it. But you're going to let me wear the color of my choice. I don't think so, honey. A black suit? What is a fucking funeral? We're here to celebrate marriage. We're here to celebrate life. We're not here to fucking mourn. What is this? I don't think so, honey. If you want me to wear a black suit to your... To, first of all, why are we wearing a black suit to your funeral? Was your life that boring, that dull that we have to do nothing but cry? Why can't we be New Orleans style? Why can't I be a trumpet? Why can't I dress any color I want? I can dress in gold. I can dress in moth. I'm here to be me because me is what loved you. I don't uh, think so, honey. And also, if you want me to wear black at your wedding as if I'm at a funeral, what is this? The fucking mourning of your bachelorhood? What is it? You're not you're sad you're not gonna have sex with anyone else ever again? And that means I have to be sad too. Seconds. I have to celebrate with desaturated colors. Let me tell you, this isn't a funeral a, a marriage should not be the death of sex. It, marriage is a time to get fucked. Five it's a seconds. natural time for you to go out and explore new things with a willing partner. I don't think so, honey. That's, oh, that's one, one minute. minute. Oh, come on. That's great. Yeah. Really? Honestly, I don't think I'm I've the, ever seen you wear black to a wedding. I have a one black suit, and that I have to wear it this weekend to my dear friend Lanny's wedding. He and his lovely bride, Emily, they're getting married up in Oakland. I'm leaving tomorrow for it. I'm a groomsman. I'm so happy to be there, but I have to wear black. I don't wear black. I don't do it. And Billy's signature look is a pink fucking suit jacket and it is iconic and it looks great on him i feel like i've seen you wear blue as well no 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 not blue like a like an off red i'm colorblind that's true have you ever thought about getting the glasses and crying <laughs> wait are there color is there glasses that will crack my vision we're gonna make him oh cry my God, we're gonna make Matt cry hey, you haven't seen this no this has been the one this is like the new cochlear implant video yeah, this yeah. is like there's these glasses they're not perfect but they help with saturation so they make a clearer line between the different colors i don't think i want to know 
Oh, uh, wow. Because then I'm going to know, wow, the world's beautiful and I'm not seeing it. But one, you can wear the glasses if you want to. And two, let me just tell you, in 10 years, you're going to be able to correct your colorblind list. Literally, what's going to happen with um, what's CRISPR? With CRISPR, CRISPR they're yeah, going yeah, to inject yeah. a virus into your eyes. They've already done with monkeys. Thank you, mm-hmm, Radio Lab. Mm-hmm. That um, is going to essentially implant the proper, are they rods or cones for color? Uh, oh, God. I think they're rods. Yeah, but yeah. Um, they're What gonna, is it going to do? Make me see everything brighter? No. no, no well, no. the glasses are going to make you see like, you've told me before like you you couldn't tell if your sister's hair was brown or green yeah. it's going to help make it a starker version of, of in this case brown at least it should and it's going to be more likely to help you see you know the difference with that but what's going to do when they inject the virus into your eyes in 10 years it's going to regrow the rods or the cones or whatever it is that you are missing and then you're yeah. going to be able to see in color so don't worry in your time and you think it's going to make my life better well, I think if you want to see things it's all if you want to I mean I don't know I don't know Matt is it going to make your life better I doubt it, sweetie. I doubt it, sweetie. And on this to be continued note, but I'm then, but so good on closers like that. You're so good. I mean, I'm so glad we're closing on CRISPRs. Mm-hmm. CRISPRs. So it's not a virus. It is a virus, but it's also the snippets of DNA from the virus that will express um, the phenotype mm-hmm. uh, of the rods and the cones that will mm-hmm. help you see. And that's why Bowen Yang is doctor. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Blessings. Blessings to you all. Thank you, Blessings Jad. Blessings to Billy. Blessings. Thank you, Jad. What? <laughs> at, is it at Billy Domino? It's at Billy Domino. <coughs> Blaine uh, Fabin at bl- gmail.com. Oh, come on. No. <laughs> Matt, just, we're going to we're gonna block that. We're going to bleep that out. I mean, people already have my my email off of the spec script. A different one. Granted, not my private one. But... Okay, so we're going to so we're gonna bleep that out. <laughs> but, but just so everyone can know the shame of what he just did, please actually bleep it. Please bleep we will, that we moment will. in. We will, But we like, will. people need to know what he just tried to do to me. <laughs> yes, absolutely. He just, Despicable. He just, you just doxed me what? on your own. Why, why, dox, why, dox, why don't you want to get an email? Because... Uh, we have oh, listeners, and look, Matt. This is this is. This Why is, don't you want to get an listen, email? Listen, but the, but I'll I will take an email because what we're tiptoeing around is I just got laid off from Family Guy a few weeks ago, and it is time for me to work, <laughs> and it's time for Billy to work, and he will find the work in no time. I have no doubt about it, Matt. Will I forgive you for this? Like you did not forgive me for Cottigate? We will find out. Does it personally affect you if people email Billy? Well, like it personally affected my enjoyment of RuPaul's Drag Race? Uh, yes, absolutely. Who's to say? That's all the time we have. You dox me no. <laughs> you dox me no. Um, and then you can find Billy Domino on Instagram at Moms for Soda in public schools. <laughs> it's an agenda we are pushing. <laughs> I'm Bowen Yang. I'm Matt Rogers. And I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> Bye. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Joe Cilio, Alex Ramsey, and Brett Boehm. For more podcasts, please visit foreverdogproductions.com. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, 
You know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Croc clogs and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets terms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender.